For a variety of reasons, they don't feel comfortable in the bodies or the skin that they're in. And for others, um, and maybe this comes with a little bit of a parental warning, um, you have a lot of people and a lot of teaching people in the church that if you have sex before marriage, then you're less desirable, right? That your worth is lower than before. Right? Who would want you? And so even well-meaning Christians who have sex before marriage and things like that, they it, it, it might be hard for you to think, am I really fully uh, acceptable? And is my body still an acceptable thing before the Lord? So ultimately, I bring all of these examples up because um, for many of us, maybe it's hard for you to love your body. If, if you don't, and if you're perfectly you know, content in your body, praise God. True. But for a lot of people, there are still these, this, these weight, this insecurity, this, all these things that we have about our bodies. So what redemption is there for all of us who struggle with these things? Can our bodies really be a holy and acceptable act of worship before God? And I would say that the good news for this is yes, that it does. Right? Because the very hope and redemption that we cry out for is seen, you know, when it starts in the, uh, the passage over here, in view of God's mercy. Right? Because in the ministry and everything, the life and, and everything about the life of Jesus, it points to this point that He cares about our bodies. Right? Or that the things that we experience in our bodies is important. Right? In His ministry, we see different examples of Jesus healing people in various ways, from their illnesses, from their disabilities, for in, in, in a variety of ways, right? So you have uh, the people like the blind man in John 9, right? He, uh, the disciples look at him and they ask Jesus, Jesus, why is this man blind? Is it his sin or is it the sin of his parents? And Jesus says, no, it's not through anyone's sin, right? This person was made in such a way that uh, in that disability that it was to display the works of God, right? And he changes the perspective of how his disciples think and display, right? He gives value to that very person. Right? And um, we see other, in other ways that he accepts people in their full bodily form. Right? For the prostitute in Luke 7, um, you know, Jesus is meeting with a lot of these uh, Pharisees. Right? And a prostitute comes in with some expensive, really, really valuable ointment and perfume. She pours it on Jesus' feet. She wipes his feet with her hair. Right? And, and, and you see that there is this literally a living sacrifice of her hair. Right? Or, or these different things um, given to Jesus. And Jesus accepts her fully despite her Despite her past sins, the full of who she is, Jesus accepts her and forgives her. Um, and so we see these different examples in Scripture, right? Of people with a bodily afflictions, people with different things going on, Jesus accepts them. But not only does Jesus accept them, but we see Jesus himself, right? He uh, he lives this out because when Jesus dies, right, he has the, the holes in his hands, he has the wounds by his very side. And when Jesus resurrects from the dead, we see does he have a perfect body? Jesus does not. Right? He does not have his fully formed before the crucifixion. He actually comes still having the holes in his hands. And he actually has still the, the, the different wound in his side. But what does this mean? Even in Jesus' resurrection, he could have shown up in a perfect body. And in fact, that maybe that creates a more powerful witness. He really did come over death, and it was nothing. But yet, he still comes bearing these scars, bearing these holes in his hands. Because it shows that even these, the, the, the worst of things that were done against him are not outside the realm of redemption for Jesus himself. And so, um, and then we see that even with these holes in his hands and the wound on his side, these become a word to display, the, to, to give hope to those who doubt. It's a doubting promise. A doubting promise was 
resurrected until I can feel the very wounds or I can uh, see the wounds. Right? And Jesus, he comes and he's like, hey, here I am. Right? Here's my wounds. Right? Here's everything about it. Again, what was once the mark of abuse and of the wrong that was done against Jesus, Jesus can use as a form of uh, just to show the glory to God. Right? That these things, that he, the scars that he bears are not outside the realm of redemption. And so, what will our heavenly bodies look in heaven? I don't know. Right? For some of us, that's still not a message of hope because you don't want those scars. But at least there is a hope that in our time here on earth, right, the, the, the scars and the things that we hold against us, that these things are, again, not outside the realm of redemption. That even these things that Christ fully accepts, and if Jesus is still a fully acceptable sacrifice to God, then through Jesus, so are we. So for the, by the mercies of God, we can confidently present ourselves before God as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to him as a spiritual act of worship. Right? But it's not just in our bodies, too, that we call this uh, worship. Well, in a sense it is, but there's a continuation. right? The, it's not just our physical bodies that we offer up as a sacrifice, but there's still a work in our minds that we have to do as well. So now we go on to verse 2. Right? Do not be conformed by, to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, so when we see the word uh, world here, it can also be translated uh, instead of world as the age. Right? So it's not just the world that we're not called to, um, to conform to, but it's also to each age that passes, or perhaps each generation. Right? So even here, we have boomers, we have Gen X, we have uh, millennials, Gen Z, and I think Gen A is the new generation, or you know, whatever it might be. But there's constantly this passing age. Right, especially now with technology, the ways that people think just zoom on by. And what we think of the world socially and culturally right now is very different from what it was just five years ago. Even with COVID, right, in, in the past two years, thought processes have changed. The way that we do things have changed. So this world will constantly change by, and what we're called to do, I think uh, there's two ways that we can respond to this. The first is, particularly for uh, the saints in our congregation and the church that are older, maybe it's a little bit different. Or it's a little bit difficult for you to constantly keep up with all that's going on, right? The world that you have, that uh, the people who are a little bit more elderly have grown up in, is very different from this world. And you know what? And you're like, you know what? I don't want to conform to anything of this world, right? And then you're so uh, there, there's this temptation and this risk that we're just so firm in what we believe in and what we know that we don't change for anything. But no, because because what we see in the passage is that there has to be this renewal of the mind that with each age that in the world that we live in today. Right, there's this challenge, there's this call for us to constantly renew our minds and see right, what is the pleasing will of God. Right? And so in the history of the church in America, you have slavery being acceptable a long time ago. And praise God that with each passing age that there is this change, hopefully within the church, that hey, slavery was bad. And hey, there are these other things, these ethnic differences, or there are these systemic issues that we're able to work on. Why? Because with each different age, there is different ways in which we understand the will of God. Or it may not be different ways, but you know, we, we understand more of the will of God, and hopefully we can be a church that represents that better with each age. So it does, it's not always in your own, right? But maybe it's a little bit seeing more older as uh, we grow older in our age. Um, we have to be able to humbly right, consider what are the things that we are so firm on, and we have to you know, continually go through this act of renewing our mind. But also, I think there is another way that we can do this passage as well. Right? Th again, things change really, really fast. And if we're not rooted well in our minds, if we don't use our minds to understand the scriptures, to do different things, then we'll just follow the whatever patterns will go on in this world. Whatever the world has to say 
about different social issues, we're like, yeah, that, sh that sounds good, that sounds more positive. We'll just, we'll go ahead with it. Right? And maybe that's not always the best thing to do. Because in the mind that we have, again, we have to be testing what are the different things that we're hearing from each age, and what is the will of God. Right? So what the, a, a holistic worship right, that we can offer up to God is, again, it's not just found in us um, having uh, body positivity, right? and being thinking really well about our bodies and living it at that. Why? Because even at that, there's different um, you know, truths, sure, but there's different lines that you can go ahead and look at. And so we offer up both our bodies and our minds to the Lord in the spiritual act of worship to say, Lord, here I am, sure, with the actions that I can do with my body, but here I am, just fully, just all of me right here, right now. Lord, I offer up my body to you. So all, all of this that I still struggle with, Lord, I offer that up to you, because I know that you accept all of me physically and bodily. But Lord, at the same time, may I still worship you, not just in giving you my body here, but in the renewal of my mind, so that whatever age you know, that whatever world that we live in at the moment, that we will still be a people who seek to follow to know God's will in the midst of God's will in the midst of that. And so, um, before we get into things like life applications, again, uh, it's good that we offer up our bodies to worship. It's good uh, that we offer up our minds to the Lord to be constantly renewed to know the good and pleasing and the perfect will of God. But let's not do these things apart from, again, the mercies of God. Because we do these things well with understanding the mercies of God, that in God's sacrifice on the cross, that His redemption, it encases so many things. Right? It is not just sin and merely a future heaven that we're able to go into. But no, there are bodily consequences here that are redeemed. Right? Our physical bodies, that, that all of who we are is, is before Christ. So remember the mercies of God, that when God dies on the cross when He resurrects, there is a physical implication as well, which goes back again to what Paul was talking about. For the Jews, for the Gentiles, right, that these walls are broken down, that um, that, our, that the very bodies that we live in um, are not buried before before Christ. And so, um, yeah, uh, there are two practical, well, a couple practical life applications um, that I do want to suggest, um, and there are these three that you can see up there. First one, just daily, remember the mercies of God, because if again we 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 have to remember this first before we do these other. The second relates to one with the body. Do you have, do you have physical experience? I know a lot of us probably here do. Right? For some of us, it's things that we've had our whole lives. Right? For me, like I mentioned, I, I was big my whole life. I'm still kind of big. I have to work on these things. Um, and I have to remember, yeah, the Lord accepts all of me. Right? But then there are also things like, you know, I'm now almost 30 years old. My body is not what it was when I was 20. I could do a lot of all-nighters when I was 20. I had a lot more energy when I was still offer on my body as a living sacrifice. But Lord, physically I'm not in my best condition, but here I am still all of me. People, as we get older, right, people who I've seen who are 40s and going into their 50s, they have to use reading glasses. And that is apparently a very humbling thing. They're like, what, oh, I never had to do this before, but now I understand when my parents look at something and they're like, right, or they have to put on a different pair of glasses. Right? And that's why I think we're called to be a living sacrifice, because in whatever, uh, and how we age and how our body develops, still, does not mean that we are any lesser before the Lord. Having less energy is not uh, inherently a bad thing, but still in all of who we are, in whatever life stage that we're in, we can still present our bodies and all of who we are to God. The Lord hears all of us. And the third one is in, uh, and, and so, yeah, and then lastly, uh, the last life application is just, what does it mean to renew your mind? Right? What are the different things that you struggle with? 
are the different things that you're just so passionate about? And I would say, hey, look into some of those things. Right? Because what you might have learned about things like sexuality, right, 20 years ago, it might be different from how people view it now. Right? And there's a responsibility for us to be able to look and earnestly look through these things and say, Lord, what is your good and pleasing will in this situation? Lord, help form my mind, help renew my mind so that I can follow you, that as I offer all my body to you, I can offer all my mind to you. Say, Lord, here it is all before you. Right? And hopefully, as we do all these things, is um, a form of worship that we're able to do before you. And so, um, as we close, uh, I just want to invite the praise band up. Um, I just want us to be, again, reminded and encouraged of the mercy of God uh, all throughout history and in our lives. That God, the perfect and the most greatest of beings, would dare love such sinful people as us. And he shows his love for us in this, that he would send his one and only beloved son, who would know, who would be able to relate to us, as fully human and as fully God. That he would die for us, conquer over the sin and death for us, so that uh, he would save us both spiritually, and also bring redemption to the very physical world that we live in, the bodies that we live in today. So as a reminder of these things, uh, let's take a moment to just pray. Right, to reflect on uh, how God has created you, right, both in mind and in body, and, you know, in all these different ways. And let's, uh, let's commit to giving up all of ourselves before God as an act of worship for today, for this week, and for